Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge, powered by the Almighty Sports Line. I'm your host, Alan Bell, and we have a great show lined up for you today. But before we take a look at the first day of the round of 32, let's take a look back at how we did yesterday. Nice little day here. We got a lot of green checks on the board. I'll tell you what, I bid it one and three. Jay Smooth, I had to pay him two different showdowns. Nice work for him on Chattanooga plus eight, not to mention Iowa State plus four. And you see it. And our man Calvin Wetzel coming through on the Albany plus 34 and a half in the women's tournament as well. We also want to take a look at our bracket leaders right now. All right. We have uh, just a handful that are sitting here tied at first place. Dylan Murphy still continuing, uh, you know, his stretch. Brady, Brian, Brad, Collins, David, Steven, Skip, John, Zach. Look. John Imer, is that Buckets up there at the top? Look at him. Second from the last. Look at Buckets up here doing work. Let's bring in the stars of the show. Gentlemen, good to see you all. M squared. You hung out with Buckets last night. How are we doing? Doing well. Yeah, I hung out with Buckets last night. We talked about how great it was to see Ohio State win, especially by more than six and a half points. Uh, and with that, good morning, Jay Smooth. <laughs> good morning, Jay Smooth, indeed. Oh, God. How are we doing, everybody? That was like one of the worst ones to start my day. I had a rough morning. We went 0-3 to start, but you want to know what? It's March Madness. We finished the day 7-2, and so I just wish Buckets was betting me for the rest of the evening. It probably would have gone the other way. But yeah, we're here. We're back. Round two is really exciting. We've seen these teams play already, so now we get to work on how they're going to match up against their new opponents. Should be a good one. Well, you know, you said, you know, it was a rough start to the day. Well, you ended pretty well, and I'll tell you what, you ended so well that the cash app in itself had to send a warning because I was sending so many $100 payments over to you. So nice job on that. Calvin Wetzel, how are we doing, my man? I'm great. It's good to be with you guys again. You know, this is my favorite weekend of the year. I have all my screens going, both men's and women's tournaments. So I'm pumped. I'm with you there. And Michael Roberts, looking sharp as always, my man. How are we? Hey, good to see you. Good to see everybody here. And looking forward to hearing some analysis on some plays. I'm ready to roll. Saturday, let's go. Let's go indeed. All right, we'll get to the storylines that affect the better lines for today. And M Squared coming to you first. Talk a little Formula One, man. What you got? Yeah, Formula One season starts uh, this weekend. We have qualifying here in about an hour. Um, if you're looking at some of these sportsbooks odds, you might wonder why Lewis Hamilton is plus 850 to win the first race of the season. Mercedes has struggled a little bit in qualifying, and the big surprise here is Ferrari. Ferrari teams have been very good so far in the first three practice sessions. It looked like Mercedes finally found a little bit in FP3, so it's going to be very interesting to see if we can put either Russell or Hamilton in the top three in qualifying. But I wanted to point out Ferrari and then Haas. The Haas team, if you look, they're in the middle of the pack so far, which interesting about that, Haas and Ferrari have always had a relationship as Haas has basically been a Ferrari customer for a while. But under the new FIA budget, 
they are have like a salary cap essentially. So what Ferrari has done is they've essentially shifted 35 personnel over to the Haas umbrella uh, relatively quietly. And that's definitely made a massive impact so far. Uh, they both have very similar aerodynamic packages now, and they're very different from some of the other teams here, uh, at least in this first race. But we're not used to seeing them in the middle of the pack. There could be some opportunities in terms of betting on them. And then when there's fantasy, DraftKings now has DFS for F1. Some of the Haas teams are definitely underpriced and under the radar, at least for the first week. Dude, I love that at any moment you could break down financial umbrellas of F1 racing teams, dude. You're <laughs> phenomenal, man. Like every time that I think you can't get smarter, you do. Uh, Jay Smooth, coming over to you, my man. Uh, taking a look at conference performances in the tournament so far. What do you got? Yeah, so it's been an interesting start. Obviously, you know, the big news coming out of the tournament so far is the success of that Big 12 covering every spread. But I wanted to look at maybe some of the other conferences that were showing up. I mean, obviously, the opposite of showing up was the Mountain West. 0-4 exited bigly. All four of their games went over two. Something to look at. But the Big 12 slowed it down. I thought that was very interesting. Only two of their six games went over. That seems to be the trend in Big 12. So look for maybe some slower Big 12 games. You saw the WCC have all three of their games go over the number. That conference obviously has a big focus on offense and some good systems in the half court. Look for maybe those teams, Gonzaga, St. Mary's still out there playing. Uh, look for those teams to keep running the score up. Some interesting ones here that I also really like. Pac-12 did terribly, couldn't cover a single spread. All three games went under. And then the the small schools, the auto bids, the one big the one bid conferences, they split an even 10 of 10 for their 20 games on both the total and the spread. So if you're going to try to go pick on those one bid conferences, you probably did not have any luck. It was very even. Some did well, some did terribly. But great first round. That's good info right there. Absolutely. Calvin, coming over to you. An update here on the uh, women's tournament. Where do we sit? What are we looking at? What should we know? Yeah, we got an awesome slate in the Bridgeport region today. I think it's going to be an upset region. You start with the 6-11 game. Princeton is the 11 versus Kentucky as the 6. A lot of books have had this anywhere from 2.5 to a pick em even, which is very rare in the women's game for a 6-11 game. So upset potential there. Number 12, UMass versus number 5, Notre Dame. This one should be close as well. Our model has UMass, or our rankings have UMass at 34th and Notre Dame at 31st. And then you look at the 13 IUPUI versus the number four, Oklahoma. Strong 13 seed, a weak four seed. IUPUI took Michigan to overtime on the road, beat Iowa on the road. Those are two and three seeds. They have Macy Williams, dominant low post score, 19 points a game. Top 3% in post-up efficiency, according to Synergy. Oklahoma is terrible at guarding the post. They gave up a record 61 points to Aoka Lee earlier this year, bottom 5% in that category. So lots of upset potential with the 11, 12, 13 seeds in this region. Man, 61 points. Wow. Micah, coming over to you. NASCAR at the new Atlanta. Break it down. Yeah, yeah new paved job. Uh, worn surface. Everybody, all the drivers loved it, but they changed it. So uh, 1.54 mile uh, D-shaped oval. We've got the new banking, 28 degrees. Um, the front stretch has been widened from 55 feet to 61 feet. The back stretch uh, shortened from 55 to 42. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, 
there. But the, the crazy thing is here, the whole thing, not only the track, we've got the new car now. Now the new car has been reduced to super speedway package with 510 horsepower and a seven inch spoiler. So we're going to have kind of, I think, pack racing at Atlanta on a mile and a half track. I've never seen that before. So this is going to be one of those crapshoots again. You take the number, you throw it on the dartboard, and you pick your driver that way because it's going to take a lot of luck to win this race. And you see that reflected in the odds, whereas Kyle Larson, the last few weeks, he's been, you know, like seven to two or four to one. He's 10 to one as a co-favorite with uh, Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney. So I'm kind of excited, but I'm betting cautiously. I might even go less. I've been betting half my normal bankroll all season this year until I get a focus on it. I originally started out a mile and a half in Fontana. I was all dialed in. And then on Tuesday, I was like, wait a minute, this whole thing is different. It's changed. And so I had to regroup here. So good luck with betting that. <laughs> well, I'm fascinated to see where you go with it. Yeah, Mike, what do you got? I just want to jump into and to make matters worse or to make it a little more random there, uh, qualifying not happening. No. Practice was delayed uh, and canceled yesterday, so they're moving up uh, and to get the practice session in. So the field is going to be set uh, per the rule book. So Chase Briscoe won last week, will lead the field to green this week. So very mm -hmm. interesting. New track, new car, no qualifying, good very luck. limited practice. <laughs> no practice time whatsoever. Like just, just good luck. Yeah. Man, now I'm really fascinated to see it. All right, let's get into our plays for today. Uh, one site play. We're going to go Mad Max is calling it. He's saying take Providence the two and a half, and it might be three depending on your book, but he's saying go with the uh, Friars here, 64% against the spread on the road or neutral site games, 58% against the spread overall this season. And basically, Mad Max is calling out when this Richmond run is going to end. M squared, J Smooth, any thoughts that you have fading the Richmond Spiders today. I mean, I know Iowa had those same feelings going in on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. I think it, you definitely need to be a little worrisome. This Spiders team does not turn the ball over. They take good care of it. They are sneaky. They are pesky. I'm not really sure where I'm going with this one today. I'm going game by game. We're getting the first game out of me. So good luck, Max. Not sure if I fully agree or uh, disagree just yet. So you're saying, I, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I, saying, I like it. I like Providence. Uh, for me, though, there's no, especially at two and a half, there's no reason for me to play it pregame. Uh, I'm very confident I'll be able to play it live at a pick em at some point or at least minus one and a half. Um, just, I, I do expect a close competitive game. So I, I'm going to play it in game personally and yeah. likely arbitrage it and have plus money on both sides because it's definitely going to be a back and forth game, at least for yeah. half of it. Well, I'll tell you this, in, in terms of playing it live, dude, shout out to you, man, last night, uh, dropping in the chat, win to play, Illinois plus two and a half last night. Nice job on that, man. That was a great job. My uh, minus eight didn't exactly come through. And side note on that, like real quick, I feel terrible for Chattanooga, right? Like they led for 59 seconds or 59 minutes and 50 seconds of that game done out, right? Like, yeah. it was brutal, man. I hated it for him. Yeah. Good teams win. Great teams cover. That's just what it's all about, you know? <laughs> there you go. There you go, indeed. All right. Uh, M Squared, coming over to you. You've got one play. A nice little parlay for us today. What do you got? Nice little parlay for us. Uh, I'm taking Baylor on the money line, parlayed with Tennessee on the money line. Have some minor edges on – well, really pretty big edge on Baylor against the spread. Have some minor edges there 
combined, but I like the edge most on the Moneyline Parlay. Put them together, plus 102. Really love the Big 12 in this tournament, as Justin has talked about a little bit. I think this is a good spot for Baylor. They're the better team offensively and defensively. I still think not. You, some people might not like this comment. I think they're the better coach team in this spot as well. Uh, I think they have a lot of experience here. And then Tennessee on the other side, Michigan, uh, we bet on them earlier this week. They looked fine. They looked good in the second half of that game. Uh, I do think that there are times and scenarios that they can give Tennessee a game, but I do expect the Tennessee run to continue here. I like them on the money line. And then a side note for you, if for some reason you decide that you don't like Baylor and you are a Tennessee fan, you can replace the Baylor Bears in the money line parlay with the Tennessee baseball team on the money line, which is the exact same price as the Baylor Bears on the money line in college basketball today. So if you want a little double dip on the balls, college basketball, college baseball, that is also plus 102 on the money line parlay. That's a nice find right there. A little Rick Barnes, Tony Vitello parlay. I like it. All right, Jason, coming back to you in regards to what it squared was just saying. Uh, in the Big 12. think you've got to play there. What you got? Yeah, definitely. Uh, first of all, I, I definitely agree with that Tennessee play because Michigan beat one of those Mountain West teams that couldn't put the ball in the basket the entire first <laughs> round. So uh, not really sure how great that win really is for them over a Colorado State team that was clearly playing against a bunch of chumps all year. Anyway, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take Baylor minus the five and a half today against North Carolina. And I'll tell you why. I mean, again, yeah, Mike's model has a great edge. A lot of models have a great edge. Mine's going to come in around seven points here, which is still pretty sizable given that we're crossing the six point threshold and we're taking a team that really has a potential to come out here and just dominate and show you why uh, they beat that Norfolk team so badly that I actually liked. I'm trying to look at this as a that win as a good thing, not just, oh man, Norfolk was a true 16. I still don't think they were. I really think Baylor just is that good and maybe surprised us. And the Big 12, even though they covered all six of their games, still might be in for some surprises. That Marquette team that North Carolina faced was atrocious. They really just did not look that, like they knew where they were on that court. The yellow maybe was a little too overwhelming for them. They got a little confused and turned around. I don't really know what it was, but the Tar Heels are going to have a much, much tougher time today. I really think Baylor minus the five and a half under that two position line is a gift. Again, I think this one definitely gets to seven or eight points today. I'd go grab it right now before it moves. Well done, sir. Well done. All right, Calvin, coming over to you. Women's tournament. Speaking of favorites, we're playing a favorite here, but there's been some crazy line movement as we were talking before the show. Uh, break it down. What do we got? What are we looking at? Yeah, we got UConn's line going all over the place. I've seen it. I got it at 22 and a half this morning, but I've seen it at 27 and a half, 29 and a half. Here's your, I'm playing it if it starts with a two. I don't care. Any of those lines, I think they're good. This should at least be in the 30s. The thing with sports books, this, women's basketball, women's college basketball, maybe this is different in three years or five years or 10 years. This is a soft enough market that they don't take into account injuries, personal absences, things like that. UConn has been ravaged with those all season. Obviously, the headliner reigning national player of the year, Paige Beckers, missed two and a half months. But you go up and down the rotation, Olivia Nelson-Adota, number one recruit, AZ Fudd, Dorka Juhas, Kristen Williams, they all missed some time. They all started to come back in February, and then Paige Beckers came back a few weeks ago. Even though she's been limited in her minutes, partially because she's working her way back and partially because they haven't needed her, she, they've been blowing everyone out. They've been on auto bet mode since she came back. They've covered every spread since then. In their last eight games, they're winning by over 40 points on average, and that's against Big East competition. So 30 against Mercer should be no problem. 
Yeah, Mercer could be in trouble. Dude, and I'll say this, Beckers, man. She has the smoothest stroke ever. Like, when she shoots, it is effortless and just, I mean, it, it doesn't even hit rim, right? Like, I mean, she's just, just beautiful shots, man. Like, she's fun to watch for sure. All right, Michael Roberts, coming to you, man. Dude, I need a little West Coast basketball in the tournament. What you got, man? Yeah, we got a NorCal, SoCal battle here. And St. Mary's, man, I think this team... This team, I got to change my bracket. This, they, I think they're going to the Final Four. I think, uh, you know, maybe beat Baylor, Purdue, whatever, no Kentucky, uh, Murray State maybe. I don't know, but I think they're the best team in the bracket, and I think they're going to prove it today, show that the line is wrong. Give me that plus three with St. Mary's. The thing I like about them, and no disrespect to women's basketball, but they play women's basketball, which is proper basketball. They're everywhere they're supposed to be. And then they throw a little athletic in there. But what I'm saying is like the, the passing lanes, they got triangles all over the place, perfect passing lanes. They, everybody knows where they're supposed to be on offense and defense. And then they make their shots. They set up perfectly square shoulders. Uh, just they're, they're fun team to watch and they're battle tested uh, West coast conference, getting some credit this year with uh, Gonzaga doing so well, they played Gonzaga three times in the last eight games. Uh, went 1-0 and two ATS against him, beat him once, and took care of San Francisco, Santa Clara, BYU. They're on a nice run, and then they just demolished Indiana. And I know Indiana's not a, a high mark criteria or anything, but actually crushed them. And I love betting games like that where you don't even have to worry. You're like, okay, they're up by 20 in the first half. What's going on here? <laughs> this team is going to uh, – yeah, they're going to do some noise. So look out, UCLA. Uh, NorCal's coming to get you today. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you this. You're exactly right in terms of watching a team that is fundamentally sound and they're, I mean, their passes are crisp. They're hitting lanes yes. correctly. Like, oh, it's beautiful, man. I'm telling you, I 100% agree with you on that. All right, everybody, grab your paper, grab your pencil, take a look at the recap here. And it looks, well, you know what? Not bad. I'm not going to go with Glorious. I didn't do a great job with the Photoshop, but you know what? We made it. It made the show. We're going to be all right. M squared. Parlay, Baylor money line, Tennessee money line, plus 102. Jay Smooth is on Baylor minus five and a half. Michael Roberts, as he just mentioned, St. Mary's plus three. Callan is on UConn minus 22 and a half. Our site play courtesy of Mad Max and the Thunderdome. Providence minus two and a half. And AB3 today, a nice humble AB3 plus 161. We're going to go Kansas money line, Tennessee money line, UCLA money line. Look, we can hit the UCLA money line. We can hit the St. Mary's plus three. We could be all right. We can nice and middle all of it. So, guys, that's all the damage that we could do for today. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We No watch parties today. We don't want to, you know, we, we've hit you with enough. We want to let you sit back at Saturday, watch some basketball. But we will be back tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. So, everyone, thank you so much. Best of luck today. Let's hit some bets. Boys, see you tomorrow.